Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It's the August 17th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is a Wednesday edition of the show. It's week two of the NFL preseason with the Seahawks taking on the Bears on Thursday night football. That's uh, that's just a day away. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. If you could do us a favor, subscribe to the, the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the share button. Share it with, like, three three or four people, you know, maybe 12, 12 people. And uh, and uh, that will help us and uh, will help you, too, because then you'll subscribe and you'll know when stuff hits the the streets and whatnot. Also, we have umyasports.com. That is a website that you can go to each and every day throughout the day for the latest sports news and information curated from around the the internet, uh, whether that be websites, local websites, the socials, everything is brought together uh, for you with some analysis sprinkled on top, all free from ads and free for you. Check that out. And also, we'd love to hear from you. You can uh, hit us up over on Twitter at um, yeah, sports. So head over there and uh, and get the conversation going. John, man, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Preseason. It's here. Mm-hmm. We're rolling. I'm already sort of wishing the regular season would get here. <laughs> Everyone does at this point. I know. Yep. That's where we're at. But uh, before we talk any uh, NFL football, big uh, news in the uh, NBA in the NBA realm with LeBron signing his extension, two years. Guess yeah. he's going to be a Laker. He'll be a Laker for the next couple of years. Um, not only that, but apparently uh, the NBA. Um, schedules already released, so okay. we now know who was playing who, which I feel like is really early. But yeah, like you mentioned, um, we uh, LeBron James will stay as a Laker for another year, another couple years. Got paid a good deal of money for it. Um, was it the smartest move career-wise for him? Only time will tell. But as far as it looks from the outside looking in, doesn't seem that way. They're gonna need to get a lot of different pieces uh, to come to this squad to help them get into a situation where they are championship contending team again because right now they do not seem like that type of squad with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and LeBron James as being their main guys and Anthony Davis can't stay healthy and Russell Westbrook obviously has had his struggles with shooting the three and shooting the ball in general so now they pay him that's also going to put into question a little bit about their ability to sign some other guys that they want to sign I think they're going after three or so pieces right now that they want to add in and that's been an question all offseason is who they're actually going to bring in but with signing of LeBron James they at least keep themselves in the question for championship contending team because any team with LeBron James on it uh, can't just be uh, cast off they still have a great chance of having you know a success in in any given NBA season but they're going to have to put a lot of pieces around him to be in a situation where you know, they would be in a great situation. But like you mentioned, it's a two-year deal. I think it's worth, like, it's $97 million extension. So um, he was entering his final year of the deal, okay. of his previous deal, which was worth 444, 44, sorry, 400, $44.5 per year uh, for the last year of the deal. Okay. And then they added 97 on top of that. So, okay. uh, so he'll play for a good deal of time on a good, de- a good, good like a salary. lot of money. 
So, I mean, honestly, even if they win or lose uh, a championship, he's still in great shape. But like I mentioned, the, this team needs to figure out what they're doing. It feels very weird to be talking about basketball again as yeah. far as well, like... Well, we don't need to. We can, we can get out of here. We just... Uh... Just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. So let's uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and we'll head over to the NFL. But before we do, uh, the baseball season continues to chug along, and the wild card race yes. is certainly an interesting one. And now we have both Seattle and Tampa battling it out. Toronto has sort of uh, fallen back from the leadership position they were in, and uh, and now it's like uh, Tampa and Seattle are half a game uh, between each other for. They're the slot. The Mariners are the top slot. The Rays are the second. Uh, so right now, if the playoff ended, our teams would be playing against yeah. each other wow. in the playoffs. But it looks like it's going to be three games. Uh, the there'd be a three game playoff, and whoever's the top seed hosts all the games. Yeah. So okay. All right. Well, okay. So let's just get back into the NFL then. Uh, Lamar Jackson sounds like he's about to get some sort of contract update Mm -hmm. making a little bit more than arizona's kyler murray is that right they said that they're going to use that as the ground floor for a deal okay this is according to ian rapaport mm -hmm. okay so it looks like he will finally get um finally get a deal he's been wanting this and i think i think he's handled this in a very you know classy way compared to a lot of these players that are in the nfl and nba where they just force and they talk to the media and try to get around it that way he's said basically nothing and just wants to play so i like that but like i mentioned he's worth every dollar of a contract that the ravens give him because i think he has a a lot of upside for the squad and i think in a lot of ways he can help make this this team very good for a very long time i think the fact that they haven't extended him yet is kind of a little bit wrong compared to what he's been able to do. Now, when he does get this contract, the wisest thing for him to do is maybe stop running quite as often and use his wide receiver a little bit more because you don't want to see him get slammed and have an injury or or something like that. You want to see him kind of be able to play for a while because he's probably one of the most exciting players in the league. And I think one of the things with Lamar Jackson is he's like Kyler Murray, but a little different in the fact that he throws the ball and he's willing to run and throw the ball, not just run the football. So he may, he's got he uses his legs in a productive manner as just a pocket breaks down, immediately try to run out of the pocket type play. So I think that's another really big upside for him. Uh, and this team, the Ravens team, invested a lot into the draft. I believe in wide receivers and and the in the pass catching room. So that's going to be something that's also going to give him some new weapons, great defense. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I think this is a really good deal for for this Ravens team. I think they're going to have a lot of success uh, with Lamar Jackson. Um, it's one of those deals where I usually don't like quarterbacks being signed to big, long deals for teams because I think the market has gotten out of control and a lot of you know the safety market's now getting blown up. Uh, the wide receiver market's already been you know really big, and now the quarterback market's getting out of hand as well. But this is one of the rare exceptions where I think the guy that they're paying is worth every dollar of the contract they're about to give him because I think Lamar Jackson is one of those players that he's the perfect medium of what you want. He's the runner. He's the passer. He can win you football games. He does everything that you expect from him, and he's done it since his college days. And then he also brings the flash to the game and gets you know draws viewership for your uh, for your squad. So he's basically everything you w- would like. So paying him a ridiculous sum of money makes sense for a guy like Lamar Jackson. Can't say it for all the w- quarterbacks in the league, but 
I definitely think this is a good deal for him, and I'm excited to see what the contract actually comes out to be. And it looks like if it gets done, it's still in the early stages, so it'll happen right before preseason or right, right before regular season ball begins. So he'll go into the next season with a fresh contract and a fresh year. Okay. Uh, Zach Wilson tore his meniscus on Friday. Is that right? Mm-hmm. It was something yeah, like that. I think so. And uh, but it looks like they so the surgery went off and everything looks good and uh, he should be he could be not should be but could be potentially back for week one. That's I guess good news for the Jets. Yeah, I think what I, from everything I've heard, it's possible he'll be back, but they're getting it's more likely that Joe Flacco will be the guy that's going to be playing against his old squad in, in the Ravens. You think um, if uh, Flacco has a good game, he ever, you know, comes out and just keeps playing. If, if he has a good game, I think there's a lot on, on Zach Wilson's shoulders. Like he'll have to play great because it's not like before he got, you know, injured, he was playing extremely well and, you know, was mm-hmm. making everyone like, Oh wow, this jets team's at this great position. So if they can get something from Joe Flacco where he's playing, you know, and he's throwing the ball extremely well and they lead him to a victory and he has, you know, 200 yard passing multiple touchdowns uh, and every, and that he's like the strong suit. I definitely see a, a point where, they pressure Zach Wilson a little bit and to the point where they're like, okay, now we have to, now we have to like, Zach Wilson's going to have to play better. Otherwise we're going to put Joe Flacco in. Um, so I think if he plays well, then they're going to start balancing that option of kind of where do we go next? Because I think it kind of sits in a similar situation where the Tua situation sat last season where it doesn't seem like Zach Wilson holds the job all that strong. Uh, with this injury, it could even make it even a little worse. We know that with the NFL. An all-star quarterback goes down or a guy that everyone's high on, everyone likes, everyone wants to see. A guy behind him can just as easily take that starting position and and play a little bit better and you know grab it for himself. So, like I mentioned, we will not see Zach Wilson for the rest of the playoffs or for the rest of uh, preseason, obviously. He's not gonna, they're not going to risk him in preseason play. But there is a situation where, at least in my opinion, where we see – Joe Flacco lead this Jets if the Jets can't turn around because at this point Zach Wilson really doesn't have an excuse for playing bad. He's got the wide receivers, um, he's got the defense. The defense is getting a lot better, and he's got the new head coach that can you know get things to work. So at this point, you need to see you need to see a little bit more from Zach Wilson than the way he's been playing because the second year is always the year where the most pressure is applied to a rookie or young quarterback. It usually doesn't happen in the first year. There's a lot of forgiveness in the first year, but after that, it's it's time to prove that you're you're you know you can do what you need to do. And in in and uh, especially in New York, New York is a very hard place to play. Sport, yep. You know, or him there in Philadelphia, they're probably the hardest places to be uh, young and struggling because they will get you out pretty quickly. But like I mentioned, we there's a possibility he'll be back week one. But at the same time, they're going to need to rest him. It's a meniscus tear that did re- surgically replace or surgically, you know, operate on. And then also a bone bruise, okay. which is going to take time for him to rest. So probably going to see Joe Flacco week one, maybe even week two. And then we'll see Zach Wilson back in action. All right. Uh, looking forward to this weekend of preseason football. What games are you uh, are you excited for? Um, I'd have to say I if the Broncos play their quarterback or play at least a couple of starters, the Bills versus the Broncos would be an interesting game to watch just because this the Bills and the Broncos. I think that would be interesting. But I want to see the Steelers and the Jaguars because 
I want to see more of Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, which I imagine they'll play a little bit. But I also want to yeah. see more of George Pickens. I want to see more of those three qu- wider, or quarterbacks battling out and seeing where they sit. I think that's going to be kind of really important to watch as well. The Falcons and the Jets, that's interesting to see what type of depth the Jets have as far as the quarterback room is concerned, besides Joe Flacco, besides Zach Wilson. Uh, and I also want to see their new cornerback, Johnson. I want to see how he plays. Uh, and I want to see this defense in action. And then the Falcons, I want to see more of Desmond Ritter uh, and company at the quarterback helm. And then the Lions and the Colts, that's another game I'm interested in, in, in watching just because I want to see more of the defense because I thought I saw a lot of good stuff from them. And then if, even if we don't see the starting unit, I want to see more of Tom Kennedy and I want to see more of these backups because I, when I watched the Lions game, I was actually very impressed with this whole team. They seem very, very well-rounded. And then for the Colts, I want to see a better job of Matt Ryan playing playing the game because he struggled last time. I think he only had 56 yards of total offense um, and very few completions, and so I want to see him do a little better there. And the other game that I'll mention is the Tennessee Titans and the Bucks. Oh yeah, that's the one, baby. Now none of the stars will play for the Bucks, uh, including Julio. But for the Tennessee Titans, I want to see Malik Willis and I want to see Trey, uh, Traylon Burks because Mike Vrabel may, went out of his way kind of, to both say that both these guys need to pick it up a little bit. We okay. heard that Malik Willis needs to not just run automatically and, you know, not be as hesitant. If he sees a guy wide open, you know, force it a little bit and try to get things going on offense. And Traylon Burks is struggling with getting the things he's learning in, in practice to get onto the football field and, and play there, which is understandable first-year guy, obviously. But I'm excited to see how, if they turn the corner, where they where they're at, what they look like. Um, cause that's going to tell us a lot about this squad and, and, and everything. And then the only other game I think of is the Patriots of the Panthers, because I want to see what this Patriots team looks like with having three offensive coordinators or two offensive coordinators, plus Bill Belichick calling the plays. Also are all these rumors that the str- offense is struggling true, how they actually yeah. look. How's a Mac, lot of how's Mac looking? Matt, well, if he play, it's this is such a hard thing with preseason because you don't have any clue when everyone's going to play yeah, and when anyone's right. not going to play. But if everything was ideal and everything was, you know, the way you wanted to be, those were the games I'm looking at. But even not, I think there's some storylines to follow in there, and we'll talk about that on on Sneak Good on on Tuesday. Okay. All right. So, you asked the question: uh, top five quarterbacks in the NFL, past or present. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm gonna use my window of time will only extend will extend back into the 80s. All right, that's okay? fine. I won't go back before the 80s in terms <laughs> of my assessment on the quarterbacks. Uh, Tom Brady's obviously number one, of course. Joe Montana was would probably be number two. Troy Aikman number three. Mm, Brett Favre. Mm. The fifth one. Aaron Rodgers not on your list? I guess it would have to be I guess it would have to be Aaron Rodgers. You think so? Yep. What about you? Real quick, go fast. I think I'm just gonna do present because I'm just talking about the people okay. that I've actually seen. Okay. Um I would say Tom Brady, obviously top of that yeah. list. Um I think in a lot of ways I think everyone puts Aaron Rodgers on that list and, and is the guy that everyone's talking about. I would put Aaron Rodgers probably at number four. Um, I think if you really think about it, as far as players that 
you know, lead their team really well and play extremely well and are, you know, are, are rounding a corner and everything. I think Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford have to be on that list. Matthew Stafford might be a little bit of a weird one, but I think he's definitely a quarterback that's proving that he's a little bit better than most people think. And and then number five of present quarterbacks. That's a hard one. Uh, um, I think Joe Burrow will probably have to hit the number five Joe spot. Burrow. Really? Yeah, I think he's an up and coming star. Yeah, that, he's got a lot to prove. Before. No, wait, sorry, I messed up. Josh Allen. Okay. Josh Allen is the guy. Yeah, even he has a lot to prove. No, he's in a situation where I think he's one of the best, or, or, the top five best quarterbacks playing right now. Playing right now. In the league right now, I think you have to put jo- Josh Allen on that list. Okay. All right, well, let's see what happens to him this season. Indeed. Shall we? Yeah. All right, awesome. Thanks for hanging out. Good stuff. We will talk on, uh, on Friday. Assume yeah. so. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, good deal. Uh, folks, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. God bless.